We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Rotowire After Dark Champions League show. My name is Jack Burkhart. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. And I am joined, as usual, by best ball thought leader, Ryan Belanti. <laughs> Ryan, uh, how was your DFS oh, weekend? Uh, Premier League was pretty good, and I finally won an NFL cash, which seemed impossible. But how did everything Um yeah, I, I won in NFL cash, too, which was nice, and I won in soccer cash, but... I didn't have any luck in GPPs, so it was sort of a break-even-ish weekend. Yeah, but yeah, can't complain. I don't know. Like you said, we we won in cash and want to survive in advance. You know, it's been a lot of survive in advance. It's like a you know honor of Luis Pacheco. It's like when you win, you should have won more. I feel like that's kind of been my uh, soccer season, but it feels bad to complain. You know, there's probably a couple bad runs that I'm going to go through before the end of the year, but you know, whatever. Hopefully that's not for this particular uh, Champions League slate, which is really interesting. So I opened this and for some reason I was really tilted when I opened the slate and started looking at it because the prices were just like ridiculous to me. Like I thought we'd see Bayern Munich players like you know, priced at like Harry Kane at like 11K or something like this. Like we've seen like Kylian Mbappe, you know, and like smash spots for PSG be 12K. So I was prepared to see Kane that. And he's under 10K. Leroy Sané is like in the mid 7Ks. The Manchester United players are priced like, you know, they're absolutely terrible. And even though they're playing terrible, like 6.2K Rashford is ridiculous. So it's truly a play whoever you want slate. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I think that doesn't make the slate as interesting. But as I study it more, it makes it a lot more interesting because, like, there's so much opportunity cost to every single lineup position that you take. Um, I don't know. Before we discuss the matches, uh, what do you think about the slate? What did you think when you opened it? Yeah, I had kind of the same thoughts. Um, you know, usually you're right. In in most ways, you'd like it to be tougher uh, pricing. I know we always talk about, like, kind of want to have less decisions, you know, and here we have uh, pretty much all the decisions. You're right. You can, you can play whoever you want. It's, it's an interesting slate for GPPs. Uh, Yeah. Because of that. I mean, you know, we know for champs league, the goals are going to be flying in. You can, yeah, you can play 
pretty much five forwards in your lineup if you want to. Um, yeah, cash games are kind of tough, though. Uh, we're going to have a midfield is really interesting. There's a lot of similar plays. Do you spend up? Do you play a couple mid-range guys? Um, defender, maybe not so straightforward. Maybe one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just excited to have. I like Champions League slates. There's They're fun to sweat. Uh, even if we might not win as often. Um, but yeah, some good games to watch at least. That Real Madrid Napoli game should be sweet. Um, got Arsenal on the slate. Yeah, Man U Galatasaray, that'll be a talking point. I don't know. I, it's a tough slate, but I'm still excited. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be fun. I don't know. At some point, like I was trying to make lineups, I'm like, oh god, what do I do? I don't know. You're just gonna have to get picks correct. And when pricing's really soft and there's gonna be so many goals, like cash games are basically like guaranteed to be tilting. It's like you know, you might open a head to you're like, you can't play Rashford in a head to head. I mean, he's a pretty good play. I mean, and there's so many things that you can't do that you're gonna feel like it's wrong. Like we were talking about best ball. It's like you, it's all about what you don't do in these types of slates. So. That'll be fun. Hopefully we don't do all the bad things and we do do all the good things. Um, you broke down some of the matchups, but for looking at it, um, the biggest favorite and biggest total is definitely Bayern Munich, who are underpriced. And they're against Copenhagen, who have like not been particularly good in the Danish Superliga. And they've been crushed in Champions League. You know, I think it was like in last year they did extremely poorly. So this seems like an absolute smash spot for Bayern. I was trying to find like any nugget about this game that would be interesting. And apparently Copenhagen's field is kind of bad. So maybe we can uh, take the field narrative and maybe that muddies this game up a little bit. But I'm not sure I'm going to read too much into that. Um, Manchester United are the biggest home favorites against Galatasaray. But I mean, I don't, it's I was kind of surprised to see them 65%. I mean, it is Galatasaray and Manchester United is a more valuable squad. But I mean, I'm sick of watching this Manchester United team just play terrible every, you know, they're just not getting results right now. Um, Arsenal against Lens. I'll look forward to hearing your thoughts on that match. I feel like Arsenal are kind of stretching it with their squad. I mean, I've been kind of a hater lately as a Tottenham fan, but like I actually have some like serious concerns about like the injuries with this squad. It's a tougher road game. That seems a little bit more of a fragile position, and then everyone's going to want to play the Real Madrid Napoli game. Um, but maybe we can talk about cash games just to get going. We have Harry Kane, who's at 9.9K, and he's a minus 225 goal scorer. Prices are usually a little bit more juiced on DraftKings. I saw FanDuel posted minus 165. That works out to be a few percentage points. Um, and then you have an option like Leroy Sané at 7,300, Jamal Musial at 5.9K. Do you think there's really any reason? I was trying not to play two Byron forwards in cash games for some reason, but do you think there's any reason to not play two of those three options? Mm, yeah, no. Not after, yeah, thinking about it just now, yeah, I agree with how you broke those games down, but it really it just made me think maybe this slate is a lot easier than than we sort of said at the start. Bayern's just underpriced. They're in the best matchup. Uh, it can't be too bad to just stack them, uh, especially when United is in the second best spot. Um, like you said, though, they have not been impressive, and – I think it was last week uh, they were they were on a showdown slate against Burnley at home or maybe that was two weeks ago. Uh, it should have been a smash spot and they barely created chances and didn't put up many floor points. Uh, so like yeah, the second best spot after Bayern, what is it? You're right, Arsenal on the road. Their squad is thin. You know they had injuries to 
Party and Trossard and Martinelli and Timber. And they've been in the stretch where they had to win games because they drew a couple games at home. And, you know, the title race starts from the first game these days with, with City. So, yeah, I can see, you know, it's a tough spot for Arsenal going to France. Um, yeah, so to your back to forwards, I think you, I would just play to Bayern. We can talk about other guys. Maybe there's a couple other guys, but Bayern's just underpriced. So, like, who are you going to choose over them for the same price? And I just don't know if I see anybody. I mean, you can throw some names out there. But, yes, Sané seems like a lock for sure, yeah. right? Uh, 7,300. I don't know how you don't play him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just to maybe throw some names out there, I, I also think Sané's a lock. If he has a even a 10% chance to take set pieces and to chip away at Kimmich's load, I mean, that plus his open play floor, he seems most likely to go 90 minutes based on the forward. Kingsley Coman, you know, 75, 80 minutes. Jamal Musiala, 75, 80 minutes. Kane will probably go, but he's a more goal-dependent player. Um, and I guess when I was looking at lineups, the question becomes, well, if I choose a second Bayern forward, do I play Harry Kane at 9.9K or do I go down to Musial at the forward spot? And the reason you would do that is because you want to play Bruno in a midfield position. I don't want to exactly dig into midfield right now, but I think that's a really hard decision. I mean, I think it's wrong to play both given all of the value in the mid range. We can evaluate that statement later. So if you have to pick one, that's really quite, quite difficult. I mean, Bruno has been outstanding. Even when you have Erickson and Mount, Bruno is taking a bulk of the set pieces. I think he took penalties over Rashford. I don't know if that's continued. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. And he's just got a strong open play floor. And if you want a narrative, I mean, Manchester United have something to prove at home to Galatasaray. So, you know, I think they're going to want to score as many goals as possible. That's like not particularly good analysis, but there's good motivation there. It just does seem on paper, if you're kind of willing to ignore a bad patch of form for United, like an absolute smash spot for Bruno. It's also a smash spot for Kane. And I guess, you know, conventional wisdom says play Bruno for the set pieces over Kane. But I don't know. What do you think of like 2v2s involving Mm -hmm. those two? Where do you lean? Yeah, no, I think that's the toughest decision of the slate for sure. Um, You know, I was looking at lineups that looked really good, but they don't have Bruno. And that's just always in the back of your head. And so then I'm not, you know, I'm not sure how good they actually are. Like, you're right. Like, is Bruno a must or not? Um, Yeah, maybe. And you're right. It's tough to, to afford him and Kane. I would like to play him and Kane, but it's really tough. Um I don't know. Yeah, that's I think that's the decision of the slate, I guess. Do you do you play Bruno or not? Uh yeah. you know, normally I would just like it, it depends if I guess it depends if there's a good punt. Um because like I don't know, there's a lot of good mid there's good mid-range options. But then yeah. I come back to like does it depend like maybe it doesn't depend on any of that. Is Bruno just that good of a play that he's a lock in cash? I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it, it's really tough. Um, I think I'm just going to – Bruno's in my lineup right now. I'm playing some more, you know, balanced type of construction. I don't want to play both. Maybe we do get some nice punts available. And if the punts are, like, particularly strong, I think you can, like, afford to not play a lot of these, like, very good 7K and 6K players. But mm-hmm. it just stinks to pay up twice and then have to punt more. Then other lineups were getting great value on underpriced players just because, you know, 
Kane and Bruno have huge ceilings. Um, and I think I would lean towards having um, Bruno. But the forward spot isn't particularly strong for cash games. So maybe that's a vote for Kane in a way. Because, you know, if we put in Leroy Sané, I mean, I put in, I tried to write down my top plays for cash games, but Saka is a little bit too expensive, I think, in this spot. So maybe he doesn't play a full 90 minutes. I'm not sure what the update on his fitness is. You know, I highlighted Politano and Angel Di Maria, but I don't think I can really do that when you can play nearby um, nearby Bayern options. I just wanted to put in some non-Bayern options. And I guess I don't think it would be unreasonable to play Marcus Rashford instead of Jamal Musiala. I think Rashford's a bit more likely to go 90. He does have a pretty good floor of shots lately. Better goal scoring odds. Um, I don't yeah, think that's no, that... insane, actually. And Rashford, I think, is in contention for second forward spot if you don't play Kane. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. That, that's who I think you should have highlighted in, in your article if you weren't going to go with a Bayern guy. Because, um, yeah, no, I just – people might not – like, to me, Politano is the opposite of a cash play, the complete opposite of a cash play. You 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 might think, like, on the surface, oh, well, he's going to take some sets. I mean, the guy never plays more than, like, 65 minutes. His last start, 63, 67. And it's, it's just – it's like a neutral to tough matchup. Whereas Rashford or even – honestly, even – I'd play. Oh, I'm looking. I can't. How much is OC men? He's a seventy-one hundred. Uh, a little, I think. a little more. I, I thought he's 74, 74. Anyways, yeah, Rashford. I mean, because the floors are similar, and the but the goal upside is not similar. So it's just like kind of an easy decision. Yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those things. Sometimes you're a little bit robotic when you write a lot of these articles. I'm like, well, you know, Politano's on set pieces. Good matchup, good total. It kind of just felt easy, like an easy, like, you know, some names just sort of like black holes that funnel you into the click. And it really, it took me a lot of thinking to realize that, you know, Rashford, you know, to even think Rashford would be a better play than Musiala. We usually don't use a player like Rashford in cash games, but he's just too cheap in this spot. And I opened up his game logs and the floor is good. And I think when yeah. I opened up the game logs like an hour ago prepping for this, like I was like, like, damn, like Rashford, you know, he's got an eight point floor to him. Like, and if that's the case and you can pencil Rashford in for an eight point floor, you know, if he comes preloaded with it, whatever you want to say, then when you're, you know, doing 50% for a goal, you know, maybe 10%, 15% for an assist, probably a smash spot for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I just want to clarify that it was the matchup really that I was talking about. You know, if Politano was playing against Copenhagen, then yeah, then he's, you know, he, we want the guy on the biggest favorite that's going to take some set pieces. But yeah, anyways, Rashford, yeah, you're right. I mean, United have the second highest total on the slate. Uh, Rashford's probably going to play 90 minutes, can score hat tricks. So like, yeah, I agree. He's He'd be fine for cash just because he's way too cheap. Yeah, I agree. Uh, would you play Rashford or Jamal Musiala? I originally, probably if you asked me last night, I'd say Musiala, but I think in this moment, you know, 14 minutes into the show, I think Rashford. Yeah, I think I probably agree. Uh, yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, and if Ra- and, man, Rashford is a, I don't know, sometimes I'm usually, my thoughts are usually a little bit more like less nebulous, but there's so many different plays on this slate. And if we can play Rashford at 6,200, it's almost I'm doing a complete 180 of my thought process. It almost feels like a mistake to pay 3000 more, you know, it's 2700 more for Harry Kane when Rashford's range of outcomes are 
a little less elite, but it, at, at $3,000 difference, it feels like I can just improve the other spots in my lineup. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what you try to convince yourself, right? Um, <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, but like, you know, Kane play, we know, I don't know, like man, you suck. And Kane plays on Bayern Munich who just, you know, are don't suck. I don't know. Like, you know, but I, I get your point, but yeah, like the pitch might be a little bit. I have my, so there uh, you go. You know, yeah. I think Bayern like pretty much always score. Baron pretty much always score a few goals in this spot. Man, you, we don't know. Yeah, they can blow it. I mean, who's playing? But still, on it's a it's a big salary difference. So, like, yeah, I feel like it's like a this is a sort of a spreadsheet versus knowing ball decision. Like, uh, you know, if Kane's like, oh, I know Kane's going to get his brace or something, but I don't know. I'm really it's weird because, like you said at the start, Kane should be like 11k, right? And then you don't even think about it. Like it wouldn't have surprised me if he was eleven five. I don't know. Um, well, and, it, and and Rashford should be nine point nine k, so it keeps on. Or it's yeah, like, or at least like eight something, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. It is tough. Well, good luck getting that. I do feel like whoever you choose as your forwards, that's the most volatile option. Yeah, I was just, I was just looking if a if a decent punt comes along, you can actually you could afford them all. You know, you could afford Kane, Bruno, Sané, Kimmich, or whatever you want if if a punt comes along. So, I mean, that is an option. Yeah. I'll have to tinker a little bit more with the old cash game shell. But that's probably going to sort you out for – for um. that's probably going to sort you out for your cash game forward decisions. Um, I mean, unless you want to highlight anyone else for cash, there's plenty no, of tournament I mean, options we can get to. Yeah, for cash – you know, you can't you can't really go you can't go below Musiala or Rashford. I would no, say, I don't right? think and so. Sane is pretty much you got to play Sane. So then, yeah, you're just deciding between Kane or a cheaper guy. I don't really see who else is in play. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I don't think Politano really should be, and he doesn't compare well to Rashford in this type of matchup. So, my apologies to the readers, but you're getting it now. So. All right, why don't we move on to um, midfield? So we've already talked about Bruno, and I guess if you're not paying up for Kane, you're probably using that money to pay up for Bruno. I mean, it's a smash spot for him. The question becomes, what do we do with our other midfield positions? Um, Joshua Kimmich, there's not much clear. I don't really know what's going on with set pieces there. He's probably going to take most of them. Sané can chip in. It probably depends on game script. He took a bunch against Bochum. Um I think it was two weeks ago. And then their most recent fixture, I think Bayern Munich only had like one corner and it was Leroy Sané who took it or it was a short corner. There's just like not enough of a sample to really conclude anything. I, don't, I feel like the most like reasonable range is that, you know, three quarters of the set piece go to Kimmich. Um, and in that case, he's 7,000. It's Bayern. They're at Copenhagen. I think you just click them, right? Is he a lock in cash games? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough, tough to probably, right? Probably. You but, don't really want to say that about a defensive midfielder. Right. Who might, only... who might like lose out on his set pieces, but. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like so you might say Bruno's a better play. I don't know. And it, it, like if Bruno, 
Bruno, if Bruno was the priority, then I don't know, maybe Kimmich isn't a lock just because there are some guys a little bit cheaper. But I don't know, like I'd be pretty comfortable playing Kimmich in cash. I don't know. Just I guess I'll stop short of lock, but obviously he's one of the best cash game options. Like I'm going to try to play him. Well, who's tempting you outside of Kimmich? I have a. I don't think Trossard starts, but I see some people reporting that he might. That's at seven point one k. Fabio Vieira at five point two k is a pretty good play. Um, I hate playing Fabio Vieira. It's never really. <laughs> he seems to not play a full assortment of minutes and kind of has a frustrating range of outcomes. But you really can't argue with a five point two k and potentially half of Arsenal's corners. Um, I don't know. What do you think about like a Vieira at 5.2K? Yeah, I think, no, I'm with you in that Arsenal are too risky. Arsenal guys are too risky. I wouldn't play them over like a Kimmich. Yeah. Um, I would maybe play Joey Veerman, depending on where he starts. Um, um, He's been crushing I'm pretty sure, but sometimes he plays more defensive, Uh, but he's taking like all of PSV sets and I think penalties too. And it's a pretty good matchup. Um, I don't know. I was hoping you, you had an opinion on him. Um, I I thought he was a pretty good play, but if you're comparing him to Kimmich, they're both kind of more defensive midfielders. Um, Maybe, I don't know, like, it just feels wrong to play Veerman over Kimmich in this spot. You know, if you know that yeah. Veerman's going to be more attacking, uh, that three hundred dollars, there's it, it can't get you, it can't quite get you far enough. So, I do like Veerman. He's someone I highlighted as potentially like a contrarian play in tournaments, just because like the three favorites are going to funnel so much utilization, and then you're going to also get attention from this Real Madrid Napoli game. I think people might pay up for Jude Bellingham and stuff. So it just feels like um, Veerman might get lost in the shuffle, but PSV are favored. It seems like if no one's going to play Veerman, um, it might be fine as a contrarian option, but then maybe there's just not enough ceiling, which I keep going back and forth. I want to play some of these PSV guys, but I, I just look at who I'm comparing the players to, and it's like, well, I could play a Bayern player. I write this in my column. Every play you have, you have to compare it to, you know, could you find $600 for Kingsley Coleman? And that's just really yeah. tough for me with a player with Veerman's range of outcomes. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I would have been with you more so like a month or two ago. Like I, I tr- I, I've been trying to fade Veerman on like all these slates, and I swear he just smashes every time. I'm trying – he has two two goals and three assists in five Champions League games, two goals and four assists in seven Dutch League games. I mean, somehow he's got a ceiling. But, no, I'm with you. I just always – it seems like he's going to be defensive, and I don't know. I haven't watched PSV much, but he just crushes. He just crushes me. I, don't know. I mean, I agree with everything you said, though. I mean – I guess in a tournament spot, like honestly, to me, it seems like Kimmich is the one that like the reason I like hesitate is because I'm like, oh, do I just want my you know ho hum twelve points because I'm never getting more than that unless he somehow gets an assist from a corner kick, um, or like you know, do I want my fourteen at least like maybe I was thinking the opposite at least maybe I get a lucky goal or something from Veerman. Who takes penalties for PSV? Is, is I it, think Veerman took the last one. I need if he uh, took the last one. Oh, geez. Okay, it might be Luke 
to Young, but I, I got to check. I, I should have I should have done more. I, I haven't looked into PSV at all, so like I shouldn't even really be talking about them. Other than the fact, other than I just just Veerman has crushed me this this year. I mean, if he's got if he has you know assists and goals, I mean, so we're talking about a let's just talk it out. We're talking about a player who can get twelve floor points rather easily with uh, set pieces. I mean, PSV are favored against Sevilla, um, so that's notable. They're at home. So you're talking about a player who, if he gets an assist, he's looking at 20 points. And I don't know, I kind of make a rule for myself. I, if I'm spending money, which anything more than 6K is on this slate, I want my player, once they get that one return, they need to be capable of getting 20 plus points because painting your lineup with guys who score 20 plus in larger GPPs, especially Champions League, that seems quite necessary. I mean, I guess Veerman does have that requisite, especially if he does take a penalty and get like 15% of the games, he's starting at 12 points. Ozzy says Luke DeJong is on penalties. He's in the chat. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to no, look it up. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Maybe, maybe when Veerman took the penalty, DeJong wasn't in. Um, <clears throat> this is just what I'll say. This is what I've noticed. He's a little, he, if this Schouten, I don't know how you say his name, Jerdy, Jerdy Schouten is in, <laughs> then he's going to be the most defensive but sometimes Veerman starts with and and all with all other attackers, and then I wouldn't want to play him. But if he starts with this shouting guy, then I think it might be okay. Well, I think that's a pretty pretty good shout. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see if he gets a. Uh, we'll see if he gets played. I've long, I long. I really try not to guess ownership in soccer because it's just like so tilting and kind of impossible to. <laughs> Yeah, I just remember like what the last slate he was on, he was 9,800 and I faded for sure. And then in high stakes, I see that he's like 90% owned or something and he, he smashed me. Um, so yeah, that's the worst <laughs> feeling on some of those slates when you make a fade, and you're like, Oh, I think I can fade this guy. And then the cards flip. This happens to me in Liga MX all the time. It's like 80%. Everyone else played him. I'm like, Oh, well, I actually made. Me. Yeah, it was it was brutal. I think I actually probably made a little bit of money because I I played this Saibari guy instead, who nobody played. He was like eight percent, and he he scored a break first half brace, and doesn't even do anything for me because Veerman somehow finishes with like twenty seven or something. Um, <laughs> anyways, when will it end? Yeah, um, I think that's enough talk about the PSV players. I think this is probably the range we want to be spending in though at midfield, at least in cash. Um, you can I mean, play Rakitic Rashford. is in here. Your boy Rakitic is in I here. I know. Yeah. I love. I love Rakitic. I I always play Rakitic in these European slates, and he always seems to reward me. I should. I should be more praiseful of these guys who always reward me. You know, I always complain about Riyad Mahrez. I always complain about Erling Holland. Ivan Rakitic. He treats me right. And I mean, if he starts, I think um, Adam plugged him in over Suso. He's going to be taking most of the set pieces and takes penalties. So everything that we just said about Joey Veerman applies equally well to Rakitic. And I promise you, like, I could tout him all day. I could scream from the sun and I would get laughed at and he's going to show up less than 10%. So, yep. Nope. You're right. My he's dummy lineup this for, year too. Pretty consistent. Yeah. My dummy lineup for the $44, the scissor kick. It has uh, Yvonne Rakitic in it. I'm feeling up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this is uh, uh, last show. I said, I thought Sevilla was in a good spot at home against, I think it was Rennes or some French league team. Maybe Lens, not Rennes. Yeah. Lens. Oh, yeah. Um, and they were not good. So I, that that game was like back. Yeah, they were not very good. Um, so then going into this game, I think 
oh, well, maybe PSV can beat up on this Sevilla team because they're not good. But this is like what always happens with Sevilla. And then like this is the spot where Sevilla comes out and plays well and beats PSV. And it just like always seems to go like that. So, yeah, no, I mean, I don't mind. I think Rakitic, like you said, no one's going to play him. Yeah, I think he's viable. You have a penalty taker and a set piece taker and no one's going to play him. So for that reason, I think he's a perfectly acceptable acceptable play uh, in GPP formats. Yeah, Sevilla 25% to win with PSV near even money. That, um, I guess, you know, I was underrating PSV. I guess these right? are pretty hard to make, but if the I mean, form's not particularly good for Sevilla, then so... Yeah, they were, yeah, they were, I wa- they were worse than I, I expected them to be. I know it was only one game, but... <clears throat> Yeah, I think one of the things kind of forcing you to be in this 6K range, I was going to say, like, I think you could play Rashford in a midfield spot if you had to. This seems perfectly acceptable. You could use him in a utility. So anyone who has dual eligibility is probably fine in this sort of spot. Um, the, the cheap options just aren't particularly good. It's weird. Like, the pricing is really soft, but we don't have, like, you know, sub 4K punts. It's just that everyone who should be 8K is priced in the 6K range. Um, this does lend itself to balanced constructions. I mean, Casemiro's at 3.7K. I'll say his name again this week. Maybe he scores a stupid brace again. He always seems to get there. Um, so go ahead, click that button, and it's the last one in for your Manchester United-friendly teams. Um, Hannibal is at 3.8K. Uh, any punts stick out to you? I wouldn't say stick out, but, yeah, like you could take a chance on one of those United guys. I mean, you know, there's a chance Mason Mount could start, um, and you know, he'd probably he'd be fine for 3,700. Uh, Casemiro, yeah, I don't, I just, I don't do that, but yeah, he did it last time. He he gets there sometimes. Um, Hannibal, like Han, there's risk there for Hannibal, but like he's cheap, and yeah. if if United are creating chances, he's gonna pick up floor points. So, this, yeah, he's fine. I don't know. Other than the United guys, though, not really, to be honest. I mean, if you're like – if no, no one sticks out. If you, like, absolutely need a 3K guy, you could do worse than Mikatarian. But, yeah, 3.3K. no one no, – Yeah, no, no, one, no one sticks out to me. Mikatarian, I don't think he's ever been priced more than 3500 by a DraftKings on a classic slate. But yeah, yeah, that's always that you could do worse than Mickey sort of situation. I just feel mm-hmm. like if you're playing cash games and you're spending in this range, you should probably re-roll. Unless like things materially change. So if Mason Mount is available, you know, for 75 minutes, then I think that does open up a more lopsided construction where you just play Bruno and Kane and just uh dare the field to catch up with you. Um especially when you're comparing a mount to someone like Joey Veerman, right? So right, right, that sort exactly. of trade-off seems acceptable to me. I mean, you could, yeah, you could probably play Kane, Bruno, Sané, Kimmich, Mount as your five. I think you can fit that with, with one expensive defender. You have to punt the other one, but yeah, it, it'd be doable. Well, and then play a Bryce Samba goalkeeper. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But what a what a segue we have to the defender position. Um it's not particularly a strong position this week. Um, the chalky option is going to be Federico DeMarco. And um, I, I even joked in my article, I could just copy paste my stuff about Federico DeMarco every time. It's tilting. He always goes off at 65 minutes, except when I don't play him in the Champions League final, at least in the captain spot. And then um, I'm still tilted about that. And uh, But he just gets such great attacking returns in those 70 minutes. And he's got legit upside for contributing to, you know, with assists. Probably even has a goal on him. He shoots. He does everything you really want. Takes half the set pieces. Um, I'm, I don't want to... I, I think he's... I'm going to play him in cash, I think. I don't see how it could go any other way. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, looking down, I mean, it, nothing really sticks out. So I'm just I'm babbling over here. What do you think of the defender position? Oh, I, I, I mean, that's how I would have broke it down with DeMarco. I mean, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing every time. He'd be incredible if he played 90 minutes, but just doesn't really happen until the Champions League final. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, we, we talked about this last time and then he didn't start. I mean, remember? Um, I do it remember. Was, it was like Eslani and some people threw off him. everything. Yeah. No, it was, it was another, they have another guy now who also takes set pieces, Chao Augusto or, or whatever his name is, the Brazilian. Oh, um, wow. I have to stat but, up if that's the case. But uh, that he went 90 over the weekend and DeMarco didn't play. Again, you'd think for this game, but I, I, I guess uh, you never know. Yeah, DeMarco for cash, right? It's not much of a decision. Yeah, I did note he was rested over the weekend. So, you know, he's going to have the best 60 minute appearance of his life especially the more the more tournament lineups i enter him in um the just click his minutes projection down you know 30 seconds every single time should do you right but um yeah i think you just play him his range of outcomes is just too elite um and then if he does play 90 minutes and you don't play him you're gonna it's terrible so i think um worst case scenario right he leaves at 65 minutes he's a very good play that's the Man, worst like, case scenario. Right. So. You said it. Imagine if he plays 90 minutes. I mean, yeah, that's why he's so frustrating. 90 minutes of DeMarco and he's literally the first guy in the lineup. Like I, I wouldn't make a lineup without him. So yeah. that's, that's why it's tough. Yeah. Just got to trust the process, I guess. I wrote in you my can article. fade in tournaments for sure though. Yeah. You can fade in tournaments. I, I, I am not going to jam. I don't, I don't, I'm just I'm not going to jam DeMarco, I don't think. Yeah, maybe if you want to play a Lautaro or something. I'll probably just if I'm playing DeMarco, I'll probably just go for the assist and just hopefully that splash play happens for me. Um otherwise I like Gio Di Lorenzo in this spot. Um you you uh, scolded me uh 2 weeks ago, I think, for being a little too low on Di Lorenzo and you were correct. And I actually think given how popular DeMarco is going to be, plus the fact that I think 
punting, uh, you know, spending like 4.5K or less at both defender spots or at one defender spot, that's going to be the dominant construction. I think Gio Di Lorenzo is one of those contrarian plays that um, could help win you a big GPP. I just wanted to highlight his name. Um, do you agree Man. with that assessment? Do you think you could get sneak in a Di Lorenzo like at 10% and then get this? You could yeah. lap the defender position. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. And it sure worked last time. And yeah, I'm just shaking my head because that was my plan last time. I did play him last time, but he was in my high stakes lineup. He was in my king of the pitch lineup. He was 6K last week too. And then we get 6K Peter Musa when we had touted this Benfica spot as just like the spot of all spots, you know? Um, so yeah, I made a last second switch to Peter Musa instead of Di Lorenzo and it cost me a King of the pitch ticket and it cost me like winning the high stakes. And so, yeah, uh, anyways, your point. Yeah. Um, I think a 10% owned Di Lorenzo or whatever. Yeah. The guy's got goal upside and he's got a floor. Like if, if DeMarco didn't start, I'd probably play, play him in cash, yeah. right? Like, yeah, he's just, he's a good play. Yeah, the cheap options just aren't good enough. We'll talk about them. But yeah, I, I want to roll out a few DeMarco and um, DiLorenzo lineups. It's one of those times where the double defender, you know, it's not going to be the chalk construction. And that's the Ryan Belongi special. That's what built this empire, I think, right? So it might be a good You're spot right. for it. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. You know, I... Yeah, just in general, when you have a when you have a slate that's priced too soft, right? Like, why wouldn't you try to spend up at both defender spots? That's, this is that's how I, I think of it. Yeah, it, it, yep, that's how I think of things. I mean, what are you scared of? You can spend, you can pay for all of your outfield. You can basically just play six, pay six or seven thousand across every lineup spot, and punt goalie, and you can have a great lineup. Everyone in that lineup. Your defenders are right. good, and everyone else in your outfield can score a brace. So how is that a yeah. bad tournament option? It almost seems no. like the best strategy. I agree. I just, you know, like sometimes if I if I ever get caught, like, thinking, oh, let me try to play Kane, Saka, Bruno, and, like, I'll play a cheap cent. Like, you see all this other value, and it, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I agree. We have um, Ozzy in the chat. He's saying, DiLorenzo not going to be busy dealing with Vinicius. Um, I guess we haven't really talked much about this Real Madrid side, but maybe it is a pretty difficult matchup for him. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, does Vinny defend? I wish, I, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's a tough matchup defensively, but maybe it's an elite matchup offensively. Again, no, I, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I guess... I don't know. I don't know Serie A that well, so I'm going to get way out of my zone here. But, you know, Anguissa and Labodka, I think, are more defensively inclined players. You know, like, I don't think, I think they'll be playing with two midfielders who are willing to clean up after Di Lorenzo making runs down the, down the flank. That would be my impression. Is that wrong? No. So this is where, like, <clears throat> I'm a bit washed when it comes to soccer DFS in that, I haven't watched any Italian league this year or Spanish league. I mean, I haven't watched Napoli in the Italian league. I haven't, I don't know, maybe I caught a Madrid game, but I used to watch these teams all the time and I don't really anymore. So I'm not really sure how that game is going to go. That's like one thing that I wish I knew. Um, but yeah, I don't want to, I can't confidently say. 
Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the rest of the Real Madrid lineup, and there's some good players. I mean, Kamavinga is a tidy player, even if he has to play left back. I think he, you know, Di Lorenzo can frustrate him, but Kamavinga is not terrible. Fede Valverde can always help in these situations, and he's an animal on the pitch. The Real Madrid so. players are unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that, like, it's a super team every time. Yeah. And so, like, it should be a pretty tough matchup. But again, then you see, like, they concede goals in the league, and, like, this, you know, so this matchup could go a lot of ways. We know Napoli are one of the best attacking teams in the world. Yeah. Um, and, like, Real Madrid are just frustratingly inconsistent, too. So, I don't know. I feel like we don't really – it's tough to know what you're going to get out out of this Real Madrid side. Um, yeah. You know, it's like they have, like, world beaters like Bellingham and Vinny and uh, Shuameni and Kamavinga. They're great players. And then they also have, like, Hasselu out there. <laughs> that That is <laughs> like, kind of funny, yeah. It, it's he just could... so weird. No disrespect to Hasselu. I know he's been getting called up to the Spain squad, I think. But, I mean, I just don't think he's at – that level Luka Modric is like a bit older. I I will never, I don't want to say anything bad about Luka Modric because that's when he scores goals against me. But I don't know. It feels like you look at some pieces of the squad, you're like, this team's unbeatable. You look at other pieces of the squad, you think Napoli has an opportunity to do quite well. So a nice yeah. volatile spot. I mean, maybe you just yeah. played in tournaments. How is, I just, how are they starting What 34 year old Ho- Hoselu? He couldn't get in the Newcastle team. <laughs> Remember, I, seriously, just like it was a, a few years ago, he like they wanted him out of Newcastle, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, I <laughs> I have no comments on that one. Um, it's just kind of funny to see that name plopped in there. But um, I'll be that 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 game is awesome though. I am I'm excited to watch that game. I yeah, mean, it Bellingham, almost makes me not want to watch the the six gamer the Golasso show. I kind of yeah, maybe I'll have like, two screens and just have the Real Madrid on one and have Golazzo show on the other. Such a good game. Bellingham's been unbelievable. Like maybe he's just the best player in the world. He might be. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. <laughs> he he's unreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe just to tie a bow on this Napoli and Di Lorenzo discussion, we were talking about defender. We're feeling tangential today, which is fine. But um I think if people think that, you know, it's too tough a matchup for Di Lorenzo, then he, I don't know. I just think less than 10% utilization is probably going to be too cheap, especially when there's so much value on the slate. So, you know, oh, top heavy GPs, yeah. let me have it. Let me take a shot at that. I think that has the right risk reward structure. Yeah. Who are the other good expensive defenders or good, like, uh, do you want to play uh, Carvajal if he starts for 6,200? <laughs> No, <laughs> definitely not. I mean, I that's ridiculous. I do, I do have some things. I do have one item to ask you about. I, I, I don't. I sorry, I don't think we'd be. No, I don't think we'd be playing Carvajal if he was four K. No, that that was a hilarious price, especially yeah, in context yeah. with all the other pricing. <laughs> right. Um, so what were you gonna say? I've been reading that Rafael Guerrero might start at central midfield next to Josh Kimmich in place of Leon Goretzka. He's expensive, and he won't be whipping in crosses from that type of position. Um, so my inclination is that that's too expensive. He can play in the midfield, though. So do you think uh, Guerrero would be worth a squeeze in tournaments if um, he ended up starting as a defensive midfielder? Yeah, I still would say yes because of the matchup. And just because, you know, like – we're we're dying to roster the defender who scores the most points, like I I am at least, and like he he would have a chance for that. So 
like, yeah, well, it might not be great if he was playing defense. I don't like, I don't know, you know, how many times we see Goretzka score an assist or, yeah. or whoever, like, you know, they're playing Copenhagen. So I did have a lineup where I was willing to, I had 4.9 K left and I just clicked Goretzka because I think it had Harry Kane and I'm like, that sounds fine. He, 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 right? he can contribute. It's not like a terrible play. It's just no, kind of mediocre. No. Um, I think you're right though, when you say the defender, cause I just keep on, I keep on budding more thoughts about this slate and there's going to be a lot of forwards who score 20 plus points on this slate, right? Like you, you're going to be able to mix and match a lot of them. Um, if one defender separates that's in the nuts, no matter what. And that can mm-hmm. forgive you, you know, having the 22 point guy instead of the 25 point guy. And I think this is just another way to state your point right there and probably that game theory element would make Guerrero worth a shout especially just because he is a player who is skilled at taking shots and crosses and stuff so I think I completely agree just want to re-emphasize a point that you've made several times on this show um at the low end Marco Sakuna seems fine at 3.9K if he starts. It's not the best matchup for Sevilla, but he's an attacking fullback. So is Jesus Navas at 4,200. Especially if that game gets up and down, Navas will start whipping and crosses. That would require Sevilla to control the game, though. Um, I have no idea what's going on with Sergio Reguilon. Like, he came off with a hamstring tweak against Burnley. Like, I swear, I was watching this. And then the manager says he was sick. And then he misses the next game due to ham to due to a leg injury. So I don't know what Eric Ten Hag is doing. It was just very confusing. Um, I don't know if Reggie on plays, but 3.7 K he should have had an assist, but like Johnny Evans obstructed the goalkeeper. So he might take a set piece or two at 3.7 K and that would be a smash spot. If he starts, um, oh, do you have any opinion on bargain bin no. defenders? Yeah, no, I just, I agree with you. I think, He'd be a good play if he starts. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I think just play him. You probably just have to play him. Um, If Reguilon starts, just you can like scratch this talk about playing Di Lorenzo and DeMarco in the same lineup. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Right for cash for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. And in tournaments Um, because he's again Reguilon should be five point five k probably. Yes. Yeah, for sure. uh, the only other guy I like, well, no, I, I like a few other guys, but the other guy I like most is Maz, Mazraoui. Um, yeah, Adam told me Conrad Lamer might start, but he's 4.5K. He's a pretty good player. He's, a, he's an attacking inclined player. I played him a few times in like these two game slates with Ajax last year. I think that's where he was coming from, right? But um, No, he was on oh. Leipzig, I believe. Leipzig, okay, well. You might be confusing him with someone else. That is certainly what's happening. Too many slates. But yeah, Mizrahi at 4.5K just by virtue of being on um, Bayern. He's a good play. Um, Ian Faletti is in the chat. He's saying um, Lamer would start it um, right back probably. So, Oh, yeah, Mizrahi. He's the one from Ajax. So I think Lamer was the one. I guess I was just getting my wires. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah, go. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That happens. It's not the first time I've swapped two players uh, in my head to bad results. So. All right, yeah, I think that makes plenty of sense. I mean, otherwise, it's probably okay to play a center back. Um, actually, is it okay to play a center back if you have to in cash? I feel like, given all the value, I'm not sure, actually, now that I say that. Is you know, it, do we want to get up to Marco Sakuna? I would want to, but is it weird that I think playing a center back 
is like almost more okay in cash than GPPs. Um, I just mean like only like if it's the only way to afford Kane and and Bruno, yeah, then maybe. Yeah, like if you if you don't get Acuna or Reguilon, I don't know. Like, what if I don't know? Maybe there's somebody for twenty seven hundred that like makes gets you all the guys you want. Yeah, like like, um, and then it wouldn't be able to win you a tournament, but it could win you cash. Yeah, you know, you could just be the five point guy, and then you got two braces, and you're laughing your way to the bank. Um, Victor Lindelof's twenty two point eight k, so that looks fine. I mean, who was on Bayern? Um, Upama, yeah, I mean, I guess you could use Victor Lindelof at 2.8K. If there's someone cheaper, go ahead and find him. But there's already an option, sub 3K. That does seem acceptable. I, I get what you mean talking about the cash range of outcomes. It seems completely seems completely fine because you're doing it to get players that have legit ceiling. I actually did this last week in cash. I think it was a slight mistake in the Premier League, but um, a lot of people played Vladimir Sufal, who I thought was a good play, but I didn't think he was a must. And Jamal Lascelles was available at 2.5K. So I did the brainless thing and just clicked the value. You know, he's technically overpriced. And the player I got in exchange was Martin Odegaard. And I cashed easily because Martin Odegaard scored 26 points. Mm-hmm. So if that's the type of thing that's right. deciding between, you know, getting Harry Kane and Kingsley Coleman, it's probably best to play a center back, especially if they have decent clean sheet odds. No. Man, how far have we come where center backs are the cash plays and spending up for defender is the GPP plays? It's un- it's unfortunate. It's an ever changing game that we play. It's unfortunate, yeah. Um, what about goalkeeper? I thought when I was looking at the slate at first that people might spend up because you can, but I don't know. It's Champions League. I'm just gonna. I'd rather use the two thousand. You know, I'd rather use the fifteen hundred to improve my outfield. I'll play. I think Ozzy in there mentioned playing the Galatasaray goalkeeper. I'll play him. I'll play anyone. I'll play the Copenhagen goalkeeper. I'll play. I'll play the Lens goalkeeper. He's the one I highlighted. I mean, whoever makes the lineup work, I don't think it particularly matters too much. Um, you know, give me a home guy, ideally, but I don't really care. Um, do you have a take on goalkeeper? Um, just that people tried playing a 4K goalkeeper against Arsenal a few days ago, and they they got four goals scored on them. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyone but the lens keeper? No, um, I agree. Like, I'll pl- I'd play... I play the lens keeper in tournaments, but yeah, no, I'm more likely to. Um, yeah, actually, I, I hadn't really looked at keeper until now. I wow. guess there's not there's not there's not quite as many options. Um, I mean, okay, you could play Truman on Benfica. He's four. You can play Truman. No, I'm cool with uh, Muslera though, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my thought my, Nyland, my if I could get there, Sample I don't know. Was he's at home, he's 4K, it fit in my lineup, and I'm not playing any Arsenal players in cash games. I don't think yeah, he's particularly right. popular in cash yeah. games. I don't know how much that matters. I know Jordan says it a lot, so I just kind of believe him, but like, you know, it's not negatively correlated, which is kind of nice, and he should have an opportunity for saves. Um, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they like, they have a 14% chance at a clean sheet. So, like, what does it matter that you're not playing any Arsenal players in cash? I don't yeah, know. it's a – I just know, I know what you mean. It. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. No, that makes sense. I do that, too, most of the time. Um, but unless I have, like, a take. I don't know. Like, let's see what happens. It just seems like, to me, Muslera 
will face more shots on target. Yeah, it feels like Bayern are a more shot happy team. You know, just to like do a counter thing. I've seen you know players like Pew 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 doesn't he doesn't care who he has in the outfield. He will just oh. play whatever goalkeeper. Right. No, it's, we're talking about Grabara now. You mean Copenhagen? Oh I mean, yeah, M- Muslera for Galatasaray. For, for, sorry, sorry, I got all. But no, I, I like I don't mind playing. I I know what you mean. I see sharp players playing Copenhagen's keep keeper all the time, and they'll play him with Kane and Sane too. Like or, you know, it d- doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's just fine. get, just get out with your six points and you probably make out like a bandit, you know, considering, yeah, you know, I tried that again. I tried that maybe last week or the week before and got like neg 10 or something, I, whoever I played, you know, so, you know, that can always happen. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's always, uh, there's always the Wednesday slate <laughs> if that happens. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's enough about goalkeeper. I mean, maybe we can do some tournament thoughts. I feel like there's some items that we've neglected that I did want to comment on, some questions that I had. Um, Why don't you – do you like the Arsenal players in this spot? One thing that we haven't really talked about any of them, but Eddie and Ketia is only 6K. That seems like a bad misprice. You know, I was just talking about Samba, but we can talk about the Arsenal players. Odegaard, 7.6K is fine. Um, Gabriel Jesus, he's been playing, he played on the left wing a little bit. Maybe that's a little bit better for him if he's playing with Eddie. He's only 7K. Um, I don't know. Do you like the Arsenal guys and the GPPs or you prefer in the other teams? Um, I like Eddie for sure. Yeah, I was looking at him. I think 6K is too cheap. Um, Has he underperformed? Think... Do you think he should have more goals? Maybe. Have you, have you seen like a stat or anything? I was just asking you because it's your team. You probably watch them a bit more. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, no, I don't think he's underperformed. I've actually been really impressed with him. Uh, I, I mean, he hit the inside of the post against somebody recently would have been an amazing goal. Um, well, in a sense, yeah, he's I don't know if performed then maybe he should have a goal or two extra on top of like maybe good center forward play, helping the team out. Right. Oh, sorry. I thought you might, might underperformed as in like not been very good or, um, no, yeah, no, I don't think that. I think he's actually, I think he's an underrated player. And I mean, what, 6K as Arsenal's center forward really is is why I like him. Um, that's probably all you need to know. <laughs> that That's pretty much it, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but I actually think he's good. But I actually think he's good too. I wasn't sure. Like when he, you know, when he first started playing, I would, sure, most people thought like, this guy just doesn't seem like he's good enough for Arsenal. You know, they just had no forwards for so long that he had to play and he come up through the Academy, but I've actually been pretty impressed. I'm, I'm glad that, that they kept him anyways. Um, I think Hoyland for the same price is a really good GBP play, but I, well, I shouldn't say really good. Maybe he'll be popular. I don't know. Maybe he'll be pretty popular. I think he's a good GBP play. I think Rashford is going to be more popular and it's tough tough for me to play both Hojlund and Rashford in the same lineup. Just, I don't see them assisting to each other much often and they're kind of cannibalizing the same goals, but um... yeah, um, I think I should mention Lautaro scored four goals off the bench over the weekend for Inter. That's where I, that's That's where I was just going to go. Um, I think the Inter, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I think the Inter guys are kind of sneaky. I don't think people will really want to target that game. Um, but it's yeah, Lattaro, be the most popular game, right? Right. 
Um, Lataro, you mentioned, just scored four goals. Marcus Turam, he's he's really interesting to me. I mean, sometimes the guy just looks like an absolute world beater. Um, so tough for defenders. He's he's such an interesting one for me because I he's 26 years old and he was on Munchen Gladback until just this last year. Like I don't know, it's just, it's weird. It's like was he like a late bloomer? Like what happened? Because you know he's the son of Lillian Taram, just a French legend. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I see him playing. Looks like an absolute handful. Um. Yeah, so the, I, the inner guys are interesting to me. Um, as a midfield spot, I always like to sprinkle in a little bit of Rafa Silva. I know Benfica absolutely bombs, but 6.4K, he's a very good player, I think. And um, well, these guys that can score a brace, and I mean, talk about less than 5%, who on earth is going to play, you know, Rafa Silva? So I'd be fine, especially if you want to play that game for goals. Like I said, I don't think anyone's going to really be there. Probably Lautaro will probably get some attention because of the recent four goal yeah, performance, I, but I don't think anyone's going to play a Benfica player. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe Di Maria. I mean, funny. We didn't even talk about Di Maria uh, for, for cash games, I guess, you know, it's the same thing know, with Politano, but I guess Di Maria plays a bit longer. I mentioned those two in a bundle together. You know, we decided yeah. that we liked Rashford more, but um, that seems fine, I think, but it, it's just the lowest game is lowest scoring game environment. And um, I don't know. Does he take penalty? If he takes penalties, I guess you could do it. I mean, yeah, said, no one's does. playing them, so it's fine. Hmm. Yeah, it seems okay. He takes pens. Yeah. Um, so what are people going to look to this Napoli Madrid game? You think or like? I think there's some name brand plays that people are going to want to play. So I think the three most popular spots are going to be Bayern and then Manchester United because they're so cheap, and then people are going to um, play Arsenal. Then, you know, out of these three games, remaining matches, what looks most appealing. And, you know, you have good prices on the Napoli players. You know, Victor Osiman is 7,300. I, f- I forget what I wrote down for his price, but low 7K, that's a good price. Um, KK, he's just 100 more. I mean, how often do you see Osiman and um, Kvarchella priced Man. below 7,500 together? So that's kind yeah, of that feels ridiculous. I mean, you can yeah. play Piotr Zielinski. We were talking about playing Joey Veerman, and if you don't have Politano starting, Piotr Zielinski could be fine as a midfield play. Like, he's cash-worthy. I wouldn't scoff at you if you played him. So a lot of good players on that side, and I think people are going to want to play Jude Bellingham. He's 9,300. So I was wondering if he's going to be popular or not, or it's just going to be like, you know, you want to click Jude Bellingham. It, like, feels good. Like, you want to sort of see him do well. Just a popular player. Um, so I don't know. Do you think people are going to be willing to pay that 9300 for Jude Bellingham or do you think he might like come in a little low owned if you want to attack that match no no I don't think people are going to play him no um it's too expensive yeah it's too expensive um, it's it feels egregious to play him over Bruno and then and you're doing the thing where you'd have to punt a spot if you do play him I mean Jack people think like 7500 would be a little too expensive I mean, yeah. look at his game logs. I thought it was expensive. Oh, trust me, I know. Scoring for fun. This is like. Trust me, I know because I've kept playing him, and nobody else has been playing him. Because yeah, it's one of those where he seemed too expensive, even when he's seventy five hundred. But you got to take into account that he's just the best. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm serious. Yeah, <laughs> like look at look at. I'll just read off some of the game logs. So it's like over the weekend at Girona, 75 minutes. He got a goal and assist and 32 DraftKings points. That's a 14 point floor. Like, yeah. The, look at all his other games. He always goes 90 and he pretty much scores in every game. <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal. Like, um, I I don't know. I feel <laughs> I feel like if people are not going to play Jude Bellingham, I'm not sure I believe that. I think like he's not going to come in like really low. Like there are people just going to play him because he's Jude Bellingham. But um, the thing, the thing is, like it's a big price tag. Like you got to score a goal and come up with a floor probably on a Champions. Yeah, League you want 25 slate. points with that sort right. of price tag. But Which... if you're looking at you know chalky Bruno, 30 percent maybe versus a 10 percent. Maybe maybe I'm just wrong on these numbers. It feels like you could build a Bellingham lineup and it'd be fine, but it is a big sacrifice. Maybe you need some punts to become available. Maybe you need that only cheap defenders are available in the player pool. Um, yeah. Um, it could happen, but I think you've convinced me that it's probably a bridge too far. Yeah. And I think you unfortunately convinced me that it's, well, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be tough to get to these inter guys. I just see the two inner forwards are the exact same, the exact same money as the two Napoli forwards 75 74 75 74 you see that yeah it it just feels Um, dirty to play um lautaro over (laughs) osman yeah it does like either of them right yeah yeah. um but no one's gonna play Turam. right it'll make their ownership lower yeah Yeah. why not is it is everyone just gonna stack bayern yeah, this is going to be like um, – th- I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, Ryan. We just talked about all these amazing strategies, all these 6K guys that we can play. Such good spots. We're going to get like you know, 70% total ownership in our lineups and these GPPs with all guys that can score a brace. And Bayern are going to score seven goals, and the winning lineup is going to have six Bayern outfielders in it. And it won't matter. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just – maybe you just play the best plays instead. Uh, I'll never play the best plays. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll say to that? There's always the Wednesday two game slate that comes up the next morning. You can just win it all back then. <laughs> oh, uh, you got yeah, anything else, start... Ryan, other than play the best plays? Any other last um, word for the people? I'm just thinking to myself, probably my best Champions League day ever was stacking Bayern on a slate like this. Full stack, six Bayern players. I just yeah, I'm just just remembering trying Maybe to figure out what to do. Are distraction. It might be this thing. It might be like an NBA DFS thing where the best plays are just still too low owned. Like is Harry Kane, like thirty percent. I don't know what that would be. Like it, it could be too. It could be too little. Like Leroy Sané could come at sixty percent, and then someone could come in with a black box computer, red coats computer, and say that was too low. And I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so, but yeah, of course it's tough. They failed in this spot too. They they've. They failed in this spot last year too. I remember at least once. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll, it'll be fun. You know, these Champions League slates are always wild. I mean, you, whatever happens, you're going to look back and be like, oh, shit, I should have done this. Hopefully not, but yeah. I can actually enjoy these even if I do poorly. Like in Premier League, if the if the slate's going poorly for me in cash, like I just can't, I can't stomach watching I'm, some of these horrible kind of. I'm, I'm kind of with you actually. Champions League, even if, if I know by halftime that I'm like not even going to get a dollar back, I can still, I can still enjoy the games. Yeah, why not? You get to watch Jude Bellingham. You get to watch uh, your boy Marcus mm-hmm. Turam. 
all is well in the world on a Champions League afternoon. So let's call it a wrap at that. It's been an hour. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for everyone joining us live instead of watching Monday Night Football. Ryan and I will be hanging out in the Discord, so rotorwire.com backslash chats. You know, if there's any punts, you'll hear them there. Why don't you give us a thumbs up if you've been here. Give us a uh, subscribe. We're over 1,000 subscribers, which is very exciting. And yeah, show some love. Uh, subscribe if you're not already subscribed. We'll be back tomorrow night to tilt or celebrate, probably tilt. And uh, until then, we'll see you next time. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.